previously on Woman to Woman. Jesus, he was 100% man, 100% God. He was about to resurrect Lazarus. And right before he resurrected him, he cried. It is documented in the Bible. So why document that? To give us permission to grieve, to mourn, but not like those that have no hope. Of it, the Bible says it, has, it doesn't have a sting. So start, you know, looking at it that way and living a life and being an example and learning how to witness to your family. So when that time comes for them, um, you don't have to it, it you don't have to grieve as the world grieves. You will you will mm -hmm. and then when you grieve, you don't stay there. You you go through the process. But you cannot plant yourself at one of the processes and stay there because that will destroy you. So you have to go through yeah. the process and 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 um, get over it. And I know that's just to, to a lot of people that would be like, that's rude to say that. But there is a point where you can get to the place where you can move on with your life. And that doesn't take forever. It shouldn't take forever. So you need to you need to be able to do that and um, and just be able to celebrate what Jesus has done for us and what He has set yeah. up for us exactly. and everything that's available. Yes, yes. And for for me, that doesn't mean that I don't miss my mom. Yeah. And that I don't uh, wish that I could have raised my children and make more memories. Mm -hmm. It just means that I'm going to continue and I'm going to leave live this life right. with the people that are here remembering mm -hmm. uh, and there are times that I remember good stuff and I laugh and I cry mm -hmm. at the same time and that's not and it makes me sad some things like oh I wish they were here but I know that if I needed them here they would be here because right. God I have surrendered my life to God so regardless, that means God is leading my steps. So if he, if I believe that, that means if I'm here, mm -hmm. whatever I need, God has provided for me here. So I'm not lacking anything. I'm Amen. not, I don't see it as lack, as a victim. I'm just saying that's not what I get to have right now. Yes. I get to be that now for other people. Right. I get to be the mom. I get to be the grandmother. Right. So it's different. Amen. And then there's also the aspect where Hebrews tells us that there's a great crowd of witnesses. Those are the people that have gone on before us. They're in the grandstands of heaven. And yeah. the way I minister to a lot of to a lot of people is is that, you know, when they're in the grandstands of heaven, the heaven says there's no crying, there's no dying. What does that mean to you? Because to me, it means if I'm sad and I'm crying, they can't see me because it's going to make them sad. So the only time they see me is when I'm pleasing God and I'm going forth and doing the things that I should be doing and I'm happy and I'm having a good life. So that's what you need to do is you need to have a good life so those people can witness you living the way God wants you to live. So all those people that have gone on before us that are in heaven, you know, they don't miss us. 
as much as we miss us, them because they can see us when we act right. <laughs> so, you know, just make sure that you are doing everything that you can do. I believe that I'm making my parents proud because both of my parents are also um, have gone home with the would be with the Lord. And so I believe that I'm making them, them really proud that I am doing what they taught me to do as a little girl. And that I am living a life and I am, I am doing everything that I can in my power to be the woman of God that God has purposed me to be. And that Amen. is making them happy. Yes. Amen. Yes, I do. I think if I, if I get in a corner and not live my life, Mm -hmm. I think my mama will come, will get permission from Jesus to come down. She goes, let me spank her one more time. <laughs> <laughs> yes. <laughs> so you had those kind of parents too. <laughs> oh, well, yeah. I'm not saying I didn't deserve it, but hello. <laughs> yeah, but no, yeah, well, the difference, I think, I believe is the difference is our kids, kid, our parents didn't beat us so bad. You know, and that's what, you know, society makes you think. And that's why they're telling you you can't whoop your kids. And that's not, that's not what they did. They disciplined us. They spanked the foolishness out of our heart. Thank God that they did. Uh, <laughs> they showed us the way to live. Uh, they led us to, to God. And uh, sometimes that took a little spanking. Sometimes it took a lot. Yes, for, um, for some of us it was a lot, but uh, <laughs> but it was good. I'm I'm grateful. But it was in love. It yes. wasn't abuse. It was consistent. Yes. Um. It it wasn't in anger. Yeah. Uh. It was never emotional. It's like even, you know, I could get in trouble, and I did. I was rebellious for no reason. Mm -hmm. I, I think I was just bored, and. And, and that rebellion thing, no, nobody taught me. It just developed very quickly, very strongly. But when even when I was disciplined, they loved me. They didn't yeah. ignore me. They, they, they loved me the same. They make sure that I knew you're being punished, yeah. but I love you just the same. They showed it. I heard it. I felt it. Yes. It was, um, and I think that's the difference. But again, right. That's the godly way. It's, yes. it's, it's not abuse. Yes. Right. Amen. Praise God. Amen. So we're going to go to the next question. Okay. How do you know that you did the right thing when you think you did the wrong thing, but you know that you did the right thing? So this is how you know. Check your spirit. Because that's where the peace of God is. So you just check your spirit. You get quiet, you spend time praying in tongues, and you check your spirit. And you know that you know that you know in your spirit you did the right thing. What you know up here in your head doesn't necessarily mean it's the right, it's, you can trust it. Because that's part of your body, your, your, um, your, your spirit being, you live in a body and you have a soul. Um, but that's part of, you know, so many times, mm -hmm. I should say, so many times our mind pardons up with our body. So you want your mind to pardon up with your spirit and listen to what God is saying. And that's yeah. why he tells us to let the peace of God rule as an umpire. Let the peace of God guide us in ways we should go. And then don't spend a lot of time thinking about it. You've done it. Ain't nothing you can do about it now. Mm -hmm. So unless you need to correct it. 
But otherwise, you know, you know you done did the right thing. People around you might be telling you did the wrong thing or whatever. But that you know that you know that you did what God told you to do. You follow his direction and you did it in love. Then, then um, don't entertain other people telling you something different. Because people will tell you something yes. different than what God is saying. They will. Um, but you have to know that you follow God and that, that um, you know, you get your mind quiet, um, spend time, like I said, mm -hmm. praying in the spirit and uh, communing with God so you can hear him and follow that peace that you have in your spirit. Yeah. And, and that's what else. we... Go ahead. Yes, I think that's the, the difference between conviction and condemnation mm -hmm. because conviction is spirit-led. Like yeah. the word of God will correct us, but it is with that correction comes peace and comes mm -hmm. the love of God and comes, you feel that protection, that guarding of the Holy Spirit. Mm -hmm. uh, the condemnation is birthed out of guilt, out of yeah. our human, because we're trying to compare that. I love a verse um, in the Bible, First Corinthians 4 that that is so good for me and i think you know uh we don't give it enough attention to this verse because sometimes we can do something that we feel super good about and culture will tell you like you were saying people will tell you that's not bad that is normal that is mm -hmm. but the bible says in first corinthians 4 that my conscience is clear but that doesn't mean that i'm right yeah so people say, well, I don't feel guilty. Well, that has nothing to do with it. What does the word of God say? Yes. What is the standard? People are not the standard. Your posse is not the standard. Your family is not the standard. The word of God is our standard. Yes. Jesus is our standard. And it's not that we're trying to be perfect, but we can't because we all struggle with different things. Mm -hmm. So for me, it's like, okay, am I feeling convicted? That is a good thing yeah. because that is what keeps you growing. That's what brings correction. Yeah. That way I know to repent because there's some things I'm going to tell you quite honestly that I didn't think anything of it. I didn't feel guilty. And then I he I read the word of God. I hear my pastor preach. I'm in church. On the way to church, I'm like, Cindy, girl, look at you growing in Jesus. You're doing so good. I'm in church, and I'm hearing his word. And I'm like, oh, I need to work on that. Oh, ooh, mm -hmm. I do that. And it's nobody's telling me. It's like yeah. the word of God is communicating with me. And, and or, or I'm reading it. And then it's like, Okay, God, I hear you. That's when repentance comes to my heart. Right. And when I repent, I change my ways. So it, I can't go by my conscience. I, can, I have to go, like you said, I have to go to the word of God. That's yes. why it's so important that we get the word of God in us on a daily basis. I'm not telling you to quit your job and just read the word for eight hours. Mm -hmm. I'm just saying do a little bit every day, yes. whatever that looks like. Start with five minutes. Mm -hmm. Then before you know it, you will have to set a timer because you'll be like, oh, no, I got to get dinner ready mm -hmm. or I got to go to bed or whatever because you get, because it's a relationship. That's how we grow our relationship. So again, guilt is not of God. Yeah. That's what Jesus took to the cross. He took the guilt and the shame. Yes. But conviction is what will help us. It's our best friend. It will keep us in line. Right. But that is spirit. Right. And, you know, the Bible tells us in Proverbs to acknowledge, to acknowledge God in all our ways and he will direct our mm -hmm. paths. So if I yes. take 
if you take, if you don't acknowledge God in all your ways, he won't direct your path. So mm-hmm. you have to acknowledge him. If you want his direction, you have to acknowledge him in everything. You have to talk to him. You have to hear what he has to say about it. Uh, whether that's him speaking to you in your spirit or whether that's him speaking to you through the word. You have to acknowledge God. And when you acknowledge God, you already know that he's smarter than you. Uh, so there's no need to argue. <laughs> to argue with yes. the word of God. He's, he's, he's smarter than you. Uh, he's trying to tell you what not to do so you won't get yourself in a mess. Uh, God, it's not like that because he's trying to get us not to have fun. No, he wants us to have fun. But he, there's a clean fun that we can have that's not going to harm us or harm other people that we're dealing with. Uh, and so you, you can't think about yourselves. And so many times, we're number one on our list. If I'm not happy with it, then it's not going to happen. And that's not even how God looks at it. You bless somebody right. else. He's looking at, and that's a lot of, there's a lot of things that are wrong in marriages is that is everybody wants to do it. You know, if you, if you have a, say a bad word about me, I'm going to say a bad word about you. That's not what marriage is about. My marriage is about you being a blessing to the person that you, to the man that you married. And then he, his responsibility is to be a blessing to you. So I should, mm-hmm. I'm not concerned about my husband being a blessing to me. My, my concern is making sure I'm a blessing to him. And the Bible tells me I'm going to reap what I sow. So if I'm a blessing to him or yes. to anybody else that I'm a blessing to, they're going to be a blessing to me. So, um, you know, so it's about other people. It's not about you. And too many of us get into any type of thing by thinking about me, me, me. What is this going to do for mm-hmm. me? What can I do to make sure that I shine, outshine everybody else? Well, you know, take the eye out of it. <laughs> you know, so we, we think about what, what can, what's, going, what's in it for me too much. What's mm-hmm. in it for you being a blessing to other people? That's what it's yeah. all about. Everything in your life, God, everything in your life is about other people. What can you do to be a blessing? Because when you concern yourself with being a blessing to other people, blessings will come back to you. That's the way it works. That's the way God set it up. Yes, we say, we often say, Scott and I said, you know, when we first got married, it seemed we loved each other, obviously. That's why we got married and we were Christians and we were serving already ministry. And but in our human nature, it was um, we didn't mean to, mm-hmm. you know, nobody means to. But it was like almost competitive. And I didn't even realize it. Mm-hmm. I didn't even realize it. And it's like, this is the person that I love. But what we did, we, we started, a, we call it a serving cycle. Oh, really? You're going to do this? Well, I'm going to do this in a good way. I'm going to serve you. Mm-hmm. And, oh, you're going to do that? Well, I'm going to do this. And now we got this cycle going. Now, yeah. I'm not saying that there are not. We're still very much human, two very different people with different opinions. I have an opinion about everything. So does he. But, mm-hmm. but it's what makes it fun. But it is not in a way that we hurt each other. 
you know, right. we are going to remain human always, but we don't have to take our marriage into a thing that because we're human, we're constantly hurting each other. Right. I don't believe I don't believe that that is God's will for anybody. I believe that we're supposed to be stronger and stronger mm -hmm. and stronger. And sometimes you don't grow as quickly, but you continue to grow. I don't believe that there's a break and then you do a knot and then there's a break and then you do a knot. Then all you have is a bunch of knots. Mm -hmm. I don't have a bunch. I don't want yeah. a bunch of knots. I want a healthy strong relationship but right. we got to be intentional we got to be intentional and i do believe that when we have in our heart let's serve let's not keep score you know yeah. we do that as humans we keep score with our families we see score with our yeah. spouse we keep score at work and i'm not saying that you're not a good steward of what god is giving you that's not what i'm talking about mm -hmm. what i'm talking is about keeping emotional scoring with our friends mm -hmm. and there's boundaries i'm big on boundaries it's my favorite word in the english and spanish dictionary is boundaries it's my favorite word but i don't want to keep score I don't want to keep score. I want to give. I don't want to be suspicious of people. Yeah. I will walk slow, but I'm not going to be suspicious. I'm going to love, and I'm going yeah. to love out loud. And if I can do it, I'm going to do it. Yeah. I'm not going to be Jesus for you because he is your source. God is your source, my source, everybody's source. So I'm going to do what I can. And when I can't do it anymore, mm -hmm. when I don't have what you need, then I'm going to pray. Yeah. And I'm going to stand in the gap with you and I'm going to give you encouragement. But again, it is all about serving. Yes. Everything is about serving. Yes, it is. Amen. Praise God. Okay, so we're going to answer this. This the last question of the day. I understand it's not the person, but a spirit. But I get easily annoyed at the person's behavior when the person refuses medical care, consumes alcohol and has a nicotine addiction. These all get in my way when the person acts helpless. The person is unemployed and disability benefits has been exhausted. Is there a point when others refuse to do what is required of themselves? I am not in sin for saying no at times to run errands just because the person doesn't feel like it, but has energy to do unhealthy activities. Yeah, so what you don't want to do is you don't want to become... Um, uh, the best way to say this is you don't want to become a person's um, uh, uh, wheelchair, a person's cane, where they're leaning on you instead of trying to help themselves. Um, you can pray for them. And I think this one pretty much meets the idea or the thing that I learned as a child. Um, when, I, when we were children, my, my, uh, my grandfather uh, it was a time in his life where he was an alcoholic, and he would always call us when he was drunk. And um, we had been pretty much trained not to not to be rude. Well, not pretty much. We had been trained not to be rude. So we couldn't hang up <laughs> on him. So we asked our dad one day, how do we deal with this? We don't want to hang up on him, but, you know, he's saying things. So he told us to just start witnessing to him. Sure enough. The minute we start talking about Jesus, he hung the phone up. Um, and, you know, there's people in your lives like that. The minute they, they start complaining and saying, you start witnessing to them and saying all the kind of negative stuff. They don't want to take care of themselves. They don't want to do whatever. You don't enable people. And that's what so many mm -hmm. of us do. They, we feel like we're Christians, so we have to enable people. The only people in the Bible where I see God tells us to 
uh, comfort them or whatever. It's feeble-minded feeble -minded people. And um, you know, sometimes you have to ask them if they're feeble-minded. And if they ask you why, why do you ask me? Because that's the only kind of people I'm supposed to be compassionate to. I mean, not compassionate to, but, uh, but that I'm supposed to, you know, just give them a pass. Um, but, you know, so many times people use us because we're Christians to try to get us to get th do things that they don't want to do. And so you have to be, be uh, open to that. And the best way to do that is what I just talked about a little bit before, acknowledging God in everything that you do. God will tell you. And the more time you spend with God, it, it won't take, you know, it won't take you going in prayer for three days and three nights from Him to tell you what to do. <laughs> It'll be instant. If you just right, quiet down, right. He'll tell you in your spirit, nope, don't do it. Don't, they don't need that from you this time. You know, they're used, and uh, it's, uh, it's unfortunate the amount of people that will try to use you. So you have to come to the place where you mm -hmm. hear God, acknowledge Him in your ways, and He will direct you what to do as far as uh, whether or not you should help or whether or not you should make su suggestions or uh, give them person other options of calling people. There's people that will help people in, the, in areas like that. Um, but what happens is when you have a person that doesn't want help, they just want things done. It's like sometimes you you pass people on the street and they got signs up, will work, and for uh, for food or whatever, and you you stopping off from a job and they tell you I don't want a job, I want money, uh, but if you don't stop and you just throw the money out the window, you, then you just help you enabling them to continue doing that instead of going to get a job. There's no reasons to be having a tag out sign out there now because there's so many job openings. And so when people have that, you know, you need to, if you're going to give them some money, unless it's God telling you to give them some money, you need to stop and ask them, you know, wherever you apply for jobs. <laughs> because, they, you know, it's just so many people, and it's, it's so many people out there that's trying to get you to do something for because people make a good, they can make a good living out there begging on the corner. I can guarantee you, though, that there's nobody out there right now, pretty much, because it's pretty hot out there. <laughs> but uh, <laughs> you know, it's it's just uh, unfortunate that we have people that will use us in that way. So you just need to be able to, so you won't have any guilt. Be able to hear God and listen to God and follow His directions. And I, I think you know, I just said earlier, you know, boundaries. I mm -hmm. think boundaries is for me. Because I also understand that we just told you, you know, it is about serving and it is yes. true. It is about serving. However, however, that is about boundaries. It's like what Pastor Deborah said, the word of God is what's going to lead us. And it gets tricky. You know, this mm -hmm. life, man, it's exciting, but it's complicated because, yeah. you know, uh, where do the boundaries go? The word of God will tell you. The Holy Spirit will lead you. For me, I want to, for, you know, I am a people pleaser incognito. You know, mm -hmm. I, it's not like I want everybody, you know, it's not like I, I'm trying to do everything that people say, but I do want in my temperament, in my personality, mm -hmm. I want people to like me and people are surprised by that because I come across cause I'm spicy. Mm -hmm. So people think, oh, she don't care, but I do for me. I want people to have a parade for me in their mind going, Cindy, Cindy, she's awesome. 
awesome. I, that's what I want. But because I, I want that and that's my personality, I have found myself in doing things that I was never called to do and sacrificing myself, my yeah. family, my finances, my time mm -hmm. that you cannot get back in my emotions. Yeah. And then I'm resentful. Then I become bitter. And I know that maybe that doesn't happen to many people, but it happens to me. That's what boundaries became my favorite word because I blame them for doing that to me. But in reality, God gave me dominion of my life. I mm -hmm. did that, but I did that because I expected something. When I yeah. did not get what I expected, then I became resentful. I kept doing it because I wanted to look good. And again, not just out of pride, but because I like them and I want to do the right thing. And I mm -hmm. love God and not knowing, but I had not allowed God to yeah. set the boundary in my emotions. So I was growing in other areas. But when we truly grow in God spiritually, we will also grow emotionally. Mm -hmm. Because yeah. that means that you are allowing the, his word to be everywhere. Right. So the Holy Spirit will lead you. That is why I don't walk around with a Jesus complex. I will help you if I can. But if yeah. I can't, I will pray with you. But I'm not going to feel bad. Yeah. I'm going to sleep good. Now, that doesn't make me indifferent. It just makes me aware I'm not your source. Yeah. God is. I will do all I can, but I can't do everything. I cannot marry, bury, counsel every person that lives in my city. And we live in a small town. Mm -hmm. But it's physically impossible. There's not enough hours in the day. I have to yeah. eat. Hello. That's going to happen. I'm going to shower. I got to sleep. Yeah. I got to work. So there's only so much. What we need to learn is to be good stewards. The word of God is all about stewardship. It's about being stewards of the gifts and talents, the time, the, the love that God is giving you. How are you going to spend that? It's all about stewardship. So my counsel from this Puerto Rican girl in Florida to, to those that are listening is make sure you set your boundaries. I'm not telling you to build a wall, just a really pretty white picket fence. Mm -hmm. And yeah. lock the door of your house, not because you're keeping people out, just because you're protecting that that is valuable. Yes. When somebody knocks on the door, then you open it if it's a good time, if you invited them. If not, look through the door and then go to the couch and eat some Can chips I? and <laughs> watch your favorite podcast. You know what I mean? Yeah. But the thing is that it is okay for us not to meet every need. Yes. It's not okay for us not to meet the needs that God has brought into our lives because they are attached to our destiny, to our purpose, to the desires of our heart. So again, like Pastor Deborah said, if we allow the word of God to lead us, we will not live with resentment, with bitterness, because that's what happens. When yeah. we give what we're not supposed to give to others, we will resent it, we will be bitter, and then we will blame God and we will live disappointed. Not yeah. living, not sinning, sin is sin, but the consequences are different. We all know that. Yes. Not separating ourselves from God, but not living in our fullest potential. And that is the plan of the enemy, to yeah. get us out of focus. Not totally off, because we will see it. We will yeah. notice it. We will run back to God. But if I get you a little bit off, you right. will continue to miss the mark. Right. Let's not miss the mark. Let's do everything that God 
called us to do nothing less but nothing more. Yep. Don't let the don't let the devil distract you. Yes. He will try to distract you. And another something else that you said is that and that is we have to remember that God is the one that meets our needs. Yes. So you cannot put yourself in God's place and think you're going to meet anybody's needs. Yes. That's why you have to Lord, hear, what, hear him telling you what to do. That You're not wasting what he has put in you on somebody that doesn't want it. They just exactly. want to use you. They don't want to know what you have. You can offer them the salvation and lead them to God and what, and do that, and you should. Uh, but you, you cannot allow them to take up your time without first checking mm -hmm. with God to make sure they're supposed to be the people taking your time. Yes, And uh, just checking Absolutely. with God and making sure that everything is, is fine. So, and, uh, and if that, I can say, go ahead. If I can say, Pastor Deborah, I just have to say this out loud because that's one of the things that I admire about you and Bishop, that it is evident that you guys use your time wisely, that Holy Spirit led you in the decisions because you have built an incredible ministry that has touched thousands of people, but you have built an incredible family. And, and I don't know you children personally. I've, I've, I've watched them, you know, technology allows us to feel like we know people. Do you know mm -hmm. what I mean? So you got, I got to be careful because I come up, it's like, hey, like we're yeah. girlfriends. And they're like, I've never seen this woman in my life. But <laughs> I've watched, I see the fruit is what I'm trying to say. I mm -hmm. see the fruit of your life, not just in ministry, but in your family. And I personally, as a girl in ministry, as a Christian, member of a church following Christ, trying to finish strong, I appreciate what you guys have done, and I appreciate that I can see your fruit because it's inspiring. It challenges me. It puts garbage. It helps me with my boundaries because I want what you have. I want grown children that I have a relationship with, that have a relationship with Christ because they trust my relationship because I was a godly example, not perfect. You say it all the time. Uh, you say it all the time. I was not perfect. I love that. I love that because from where we sit, it looks pretty darn perfect to us. But <laughs> I love how open and honest you are and your children, especially your girls, when they talk about parenting and the different personalities and how you guys raise them and how you love them and how you challenge them to be themselves, even though it was different, probably, that your temperament. Mm -hmm. And I so appreciate that because your life has supplemented God's word in my life and I know for many others. So I just need to say thank you for doing that for us because the word of God we know is all powerful. But people like me, I it takes a human, you know, I like to see it, I like to touch it, I like to see it and I need that and I'm so grateful that you said yes so God could have some visual aids to help me <laughs> in this thing called life. So thank you so much. Thank you, and thank you so much for being with us today, and um, we love you, <laughs> and you are spicy, you. And, and you are awesome, uh, so <laughs> we just uh, thank you again for being with us, uh, thank you audience for joining us today, and just want you to know we love you, have a good day, in Jesus, and each other, 
God bless you. We'll see you next week. If questions you've had about dating, marriage, and friendships have gone unanswered, this book will put these questions to rest and put you on solid ground in your interpersonal relationships. Do you want to learn how to navigate successfully through life's changing seasons with its crossroads and uncharted waters? Find the information you need for a happy journey in establishing godly relationships through marriage and family. Order your copy today 